Welcome to the Right Fight Podcast, where we're talking about how to live a loving life. I'm here with my wife, Tammy. Hello. And then with my wife's mom, some people call them mother-in-laws, and I call her mother mother love. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What are you going to call her? I don't know. She is my mother-in-law, but... Call her mom Yeah, mom But mother-in-law, somehow it got a bad rap. I got the best one ever. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, amen to that. And so we got Tammy's my mom here. And y'all need to hang around for this one. She's going to share some wisdom with us. We're going to talk about... We're going to talk about recovering from trauma. And we're going to try to lay out um, what we believe or what I believe for sure are some things we do that, that don't help. They actually hurt. Or keep us from healing, and then we'll try to talk a little bit about um, about a, the right way to try to deal with trauma, and whether or not we should go back and revisit it. And if we do, what is the purpose of going back and revisiting it if we need to at all? And and then how to work our way through from there. So um, so hang in hang in here with us. You got a great uh, guest with us today. I'm all going to give us her wisdom, and Tammy's going to share a little bit with us as well. But kicking it off. What we hear all the time, and I, and I talk to a lot of people who who've gone to counseling. They've they're trying to find their way through their trauma or past trauma, and they go and they get encouraged to relive everything they went through. And in many cases, and some of you may have experienced this, um, they want you to relive it, relive it literally um, daily for an hour or more a day for not days but weeks or possibly months. And with this idea that somehow we're going to reprogram our brain and reprocessing what happened and, and somehow come out of this better than we were before. And in some cases, I think this worked like sometimes I think people do this and in the end, they actually do come out better. But I don't believe that they've reprogrammed their brain. I, I don't believe that reliving all that trauma has helped them. I think it's probably hurt them. I think I think it set them back. But I, I think that in the process of all of that, they have discovered some things they thought were true or not true at all. And that the truth plays a role in setting them free. So I, th- I would argue that they get set free, not because of reliving all the trauma, but in spite of reliving all the trauma. Because in that process, they did flush out some truth that as long as they believe, I think it's what we believe that keeps us trapped in trauma. And, tra- and trauma is a natural thing. Like we're going to go through it whenever we go through hard stuff. And we got two people here today that's gone through some hard, hard stuff. My mom lost her husband and her son, God forbid, right? And um, Tammy, her dad, and her brother. And they've come through it remarkably well. And they're still coming through it. But uh, we're going to get some insight from them as well. But I think. I think to 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 set the stage and then we'll sum this up again at the end. I think what you got to figure out is what you believe that's not true. And then you got to choose to believe the truth. And if you don't know what the truth is, that can be a problem in and of itself. You have to know what the truth is. And I believe that the truth is found in God's word. In other words, there are scriptures that speak directly to what you're dealing with that 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 reveal truth about what you believe that is contrary or scriptures that reveal truth that are contrary to the truth, your truth, I guess you would say, or what you believe. And until we change our minds, until we choose to believe the truth, this is the hard part. Until we choose to believe the truth, despite 
what we feel, I don't think we can ever heal. I don't think we can ever move through past trauma. So we're talking about how to do that and how somebody's done that. But Tammy, I think getting started, the reason we decided to do this podcast, you and I were in the kitchen one evening and you, you know, recently, and you were talking about losing your brother and you're talking about some of the things that, that continue to haunt you. And I thought, you know, well, at that time we were like, you know, let's talk about them and see, like, I'm asking, you know, what is it? And, and why do you believe that? And you know, what, what about that's keeping you, cause it seemed to be keeping you hung up. What was that? And what, why was that? Share, share that with us a little bit, if you don't mind. Sure. Well, I did definitely. I, I struggled for a long time after I lost my brother uh, revisiting the trauma, you know, over and over in my mind. Um, just to kind of give you a background or give the listeners a background, I come from a family of four girls and one boy, and my baby brother was, he was the youngest, and I was right above him. We were three years different, and we were really close, like just really close. He would always tell me he loved me, Um he would always tell me, you know, I love you, sis. And then he'd say, no, I really love you. <laughs> like he just, he, he would tell me, you know, he showed me he loved me. He, you know, so anyway, all my family lives in Nederland. And so um, on July 22nd, 2019, I had an appointment in Nederland that I was going to go to. And I, the thought had crossed my mind um, maybe I should bring my daddy, who was retired at that time, and my little brother, maybe I should bring him a hamburger <laughs> before my appointment. And um, I got busy. I lived 30 minutes away. Um, time got away from me, and I didn't get to do it. So I went to my appointment, and after the appointment, I remember sitting in the parking lot. I texted David, and I told him I sent him a song that reminded me of him and I told him how proud I was of him because he was just going through some things. And he was starting to try to, um, to develop his career more, you know, like kind of move up the ladder. And I told him I loved him. And so I went on home and I didn't hear from him, which was a little strange. And about three hours After that, one of my sisters called me, and she told me that he had passed away. So I was, I can't even express the, you know, I was like sick to my stomach. I was like hyperventilating. I was, I can't even explain, you know, um, it was awful. And over and over, like, in my mind, I was thinking, oh, my gosh, if I had brought him a hamburger, could I have been there? Could I have performed CPR on him? You know, like, just all these thoughts were consuming me. You know, what if? Why? You know, I just, I I, I thought, you know, is this my fault? Uh, it was just, I, I can't even explain. So... Yeah, what time went on, and um, 
I talked to my mom about it. I talked to my sister Lori about it because it was haunting me. You know, I just kept wondering, God, could I have done something? I I prayed, oh, God, please forgive me if I missed your voice, if I missed, you know, if I was the one that you wanted to use and I didn't, I didn't do what I was supposed to do. I talked to you about it. Um, it just really, really haunted me. But I tried, you know, I tried to cast down imaginations. You know, I tried to, you know, like I said, I prayed about it. I talked to y'all about it. And um, all of y'all, Lori, you, my mama, all of y'all told me pretty much the same thing. Like, y'all all told me, Tammy, you absolutely can't do this. You know, you can't live your life looking backwards. And if, if like no person could have saved David, and if God wanted him to be saved that day, then God is powerful enough that he would have been saved that day. And just to take, like, just to stop, you know, I needed to stop. I, I did not need to keep revisiting that and, and the what ifs and the whys. And I just, I had to come to the realization that it, it wasn't my fault, you know. And I also still, I, you know, I still, I still struggle, you know, sometimes every once in a while, but, um, y'all have helped me so much. And then of course, praying about it. And then, uh, just when I get so sad still, you know, cause I still cry about, I still miss him. I just have to keep telling myself over and over. I know where he's at. I'm so thankful that we get to spend eternity with the, him, you know, and then I have to I always remind myself when I feel selfish and when I want him back, I, I have to remind myself, given the chance, if God gave him the chance, David would have never come back. And now he's completely healed mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, and he's experiencing peace and joy and health. And, you know, we can't even fathom what he's experiencing. But thank God for my mama, and I thank God for you because y'all were the rock to me that I was able, and of course, my Lord and Savior, you know, but y'all here on earth, y'all were my rock to help me get through it. And, you know, I'm just so thankful. Yeah. And I would, I would uh, say for clarity here. So when I'm going, when I'm th- I'm listening to what you're saying and I'm thinking, okay, uh, I'm someone else. I'm going through trauma. Or, or I'm dealing with something like this, or this happened a long time ago and I'm trying to process it, then, and and then Kenny's, I'm sitting here saying, hey, you need to find the truth. And, and I want to use that as an example. And the point I would like to make is just that as long as you believe it's your fault, you're not going to heal. As long as you believe that lie, you know, uh, and, unless, if it, now, if, if it's your fault and it's true, your only hope is repentance, right? That's all you can do. You you have to repent, and you have to you have to accept God's love and forgiveness for you. You know, there, there's people maybe listening now. It was their fault. Mm-hmm. Imagine that. Yeah. You know, how do you deal with that? Yeah, I don't. Even but know. you can't if you pretend if it if the truth is it was your fault, 
and you pretend it wasn't your fault, you're never going to heal. But if you like, if, if the truth is it was your fault and, and we all, and, and it could have been anyone's fault and we make mistakes and sometimes they're terrible ones and none of us are worthy of God's love. None of us deserve God's love. But if we understand the truth that we are loved and that we are forgiven and if we'll repent and then after we've accepted that truth and we've repented, then we can leave it behind us. But, but trying to leave it behind while we're believing a lie is silly. We're just turning our head the other way and we're dragging along with us, right? It's tied to us. So my point, I guess, would just be this. The lie that you believe in, I want to make sure I'm clear, was that somehow it was your fault. The truth was it really was not at all. The hard part is processing that, I think. Because, you know, we, you can tell me it's the truth, but somehow I got to get it down through, in and through me. And I think that takes a lot of prayer and, and, and God's word and the truth of his word. And you got to work at that. But that's the part we have to focus on like diligently and give a hundred percent of our undivided attention to that until we get that truth resolved. Then we can work on other things. I think what we do a lot of times is we is we we know the thing that we believe that's not true. And but and we know that and we know that what the truth is, but that's too hard. So we skip over that and then we try all this other stuff and none of none of it ever works. But if you get that truth right, then the other stuff may help you move on beyond that. But uh mama. I'd like to ask you, like, so in the nuts and bolts, like, like, I, because I know, and we were talking today, and when I, that, the reason you're here today is you, we were talking to me in the kitchen at the office today, and I was like, man, people needed to hear this. <laughs> like, I wanted to t- flip a mic on or something just so the world could hear this because, you know, you lost your husband and your son. Within seven months of each yeah. other. And I can't even believe you're here talking about it. And, um, but you've, you've, You've done incredibly well, but you're not doing great all the time. And so, and I know, and so you were talking about that today about sometimes it's really hard and how it was really hard this last Sunday and what you do. And so I think it would help people to hear, what do you, what do you do when it's really hard? What that, uh, that maybe you wouldn't have done without Jesus that helps. Well, to begin with, grief is uh, weird because uh, sometimes just the littlest thing can set it off. Like uh, David's last anniversary of his death, I did good. But this Sunday, I got in a funk, and I, you know, it's just grief. I was in grief, and I was in sorrow. But the Word says that Jesus took our grief and our sorrow on on the cross. So I know that it's not mine to keep. But uh, it was Sunday, and I was going to church, and I said, well, in my mind, the uh, enemy said, uh, you know, just don't go. And I said to myself and to God, I said, I'm going to church. I went to church, and I was teary the whole time. I almost, um, I couldn't really talk to anybody in Sunday school because I was afraid I was just going to bawl. So, uh, then I got in church and started worshiping the Lord and uh, heard the message, and the message was great, and it, was, uh, it, it just brought my spirit up. But I had told my daughter, I said, uh, 
if I don't feel like it, I'm not going to go to lunch with y'all. I'm going to go on home. So I, I felt like I needed to go talk to the Lord. I felt like uh, I was still in grief. I was still uh, moved by the circumstances of his death. And uh, so I went on home, and I got on my face before the Lord. And I just cried. I just bawled my eyes out. But all the time I was bawling my eyes out, I kept saying, thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. I was not crying, like, for no reason and just like, uh, you know, oh, poor pitiful me. I was worshiping Jesus the whole time because he reminds me of the word. And, you know, that that's really what has brought me through this whole thing is uh, my family. They're awesome. I have awesome, four awesome girls, three awesome son-in-laws. I have awesome grandkids, so many grandkids. and uh, But they don't take the place of Jesus and his truth. And when I get down, like God will say, tell me something from the word that speaks to my heart. You know, like one time I got real down with uh, my uh I had never been alone to begin with because I always had my husband, I had my children, I had my grandchildren, always. And then I, one time I said, uh, I'm all alone now. And God spoke to my heart. And uh, I'm not a super Christian. I didn't hear his voice or anything. He spoke in my spirit. And he said, don't ever say that again. He said, you have the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Well, man... I soared at that, you know, it was like, yeah. And, and he also told me to count my blessings. And, um, I had so many blessings. I had, have a wonderful family. That was my first blessing. Of course, my first blessing is I'm saved. I know Jesus. My second blessing is I have a wonderful family, but God always gives me his word. Uh, when I, when I, uh, get down He'll, he'll just say something to me from the Word. And the Bible says that the Holy Spirit will bring up that memory of the Word. And so you can gain strength. You can uh, gain courage. You can gain um, peace. Oh, my gosh. Peace and rest in the Lord. And uh, so when he, he, you know, he spoke to me while I was crying and uh but I wasn't just crying. I was crying out to him. And, uh, you know, he gave me his word. You know, he, he said, I'm always with you. I, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. And he was. He was. He just brought. I mean, it took about maybe 15 to 20 minutes. But my whole attitude changed. My whole countenance changed. And for the rest of that day, I was in a uh, happier mood, and I had told the Lord uh, when I when I first uh, was going through all this. I said, "Lord, uh, I don't I don't want to be in grief all my life." I said, "I know I have to go through some grief, but I said I want to be uh, joyful because the joy of the Lord is my strength." And uh, I said, "Please help me." to be uh, joyful, you know, in these sad times. And it's just him. 
it's his it's his uh nature his uh is god that's what god is he's love and i know i i, I thought about i know god loves me i know god loved david because he sent his only begotten son to die for us and that's the biggest love that you could ever uh you could ever get but um when you know that God loves you and that I'm not God, I don't, I don't know all the circumstances. I don't know what all's going on, you know. And he, he said, trust the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your understanding. Because I used to tell him, God, I just don't understand. I prayed for this little boy, uh, this young man. I prayed, I prayed, I prayed. I interceded for him. I don't understand. And that's what he told me. He said, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not into your understanding. So my biggest thing is going to the Lord. Uh, my family is awesome. They help me. They, and especially Tammy, sends me uh, scriptures and they always bless me, and that's what really holds me up is God with his scripture, with his word, because like you said a while ago, uh, everything's in the word, everything you need. Do you need, do you need uh, comfort? God's there. Do you need uh, finances? Ask the Lord for help. Right. You know, do whatever, do whatever's necessary, but stay in the word and learn the word, because like you said, if you don't know the truth, then you can't be set free. Right. And I think that's like the biggest, your toolbox was full before mm -hmm. the, yeah, the, you know, the carnage came along. It really yeah. was. Yeah. And it's, and even, even though it was, it was still incredibly hard and it still is. Yeah. It's yeah. like you're talking about this past Sunday. And Sunday was David's birth. It would have been it was his, his birthday. It, it would have yeah. been his 47th birthday. That's yeah. why it was a tough day. Yeah. And so, but, but, and then you, and then the lie you were tempted to buy was you're alone. Yeah. But the truth was you're not. No. Right. And neither is anyone else. That's right. And, and so people believe they aren't loved. And so they fight to be loved because they believe a lie that they aren't loved mm -hmm. when the truth is they are loved. Yeah. Right. And so, so there's things about our trauma, our past traumas that we believe that aren't true, that we have to get right. And, and if you don't know what the truth, sometimes it helps to talk to people and sometimes you do need to go back and, you know, I mean, you fast forward 20 years, Tammy and, and mama, you still believe you're alone. And you still think it was your fault, Tammy, 20 years from now, we could talk forever. We could revisit yeah. all the pain and everything, all you wanted to. Yeah. But and, and, and the only good we can get out of that is you flushing up that you still believe it's your fault when it's not your fault. Mm -hmm. And if we can get you to understand and accept that truth, you're set free. And my mom, you get you to believe you're really not alone because you want it's the truth. You're it's not. The truth. Yeah. Right. <laughs> then you could be set free. That doesn't mean we don't have we don't deal with tough stuff, but, but from that point forward, we start getting better mm -hmm. and then we get a little better and a little stronger and a little better and a little stronger. And there's just nothing like God's love. And y'all are an incredible example. That's so awesome. Just to, um, to have y'all's influence. I mean, like I was a, 
we can't even get into what I was when I met Tammy. <laughs> <laughs> and then Tammy and Mama on the front porch swing wearing me out yeah, all the time. That. Yeah. Um, and, and then some of the crazy churches and, and um, they lined me out. But they, but look, you know what they brought? They brought bottom line, truth. You shall know the truth and the truth will make you free. Until you have the truth, I don't think there's anything you, you can do to truly be made free. But once you get it, from there, you still have a lot of work to do. You got a lot of things you got to do, but from there, you can start getting set free. But I, I, wrap this up. Y'all got anything else I want to add for? I so. Wrap this. I'll wrap it up with just a few thoughts. Um, you know, first of all, if it if whatever the trauma was was actually your fault, then you need to repent. You know, that's the best you can do. And don't live your life looking backwards, and don't be so self righteous that you're going to punish yourself for the rest of life, your life for your sin when God accepted the punishment for your sin and mine and everyone else's. So don't waste his sacrifice on the cross in your life and your own selfishness and refuse to repent and move on. Like you, there's, you're here. God has a purpose for you. Let him unfold that in your life. And he really will use all these things for your good. Okay. If, if it wasn't your fault, you, you have to get the truth out. You know, and you have to get that truth through your thick head and into your heart until it's to the core of your belief that you trust God's word more than you trust what you believe or or your false shame or whatever else it is. You got to get that truth out of there, flush it out. And then, you know, after that, we trust God. Mm -hmm. That's the best we can do, right? Mm -hmm. We really do. We, we, we trust God. And we, when we're having a rough day, like Mama says, she says, you know, I went and got on my face before God. And I'm thinking, what does that, what does that mean? <laughs> you know, but I, I know what it means now. There was a time I wouldn't know what that meant, but I mean, you could be on your knees, you can be laying on your bed, you could be wherever you want to be, but you're just crying out to God and you're saying, God, I need you. And I don't understand. And your voice and your, your truth. And then, and then if you don't have that truth in you already seek, you know, visit with your pastor, you know, talk to someone who knows the truth of God's word and then crack that Bible open. You know what I mean? Just crack it open. And, and if you don't know where to start, start in Romans, Philippians, John. I mean, there's a lot of meat and potatoes right there about the truth of how loved you are and how to heal from your past trauma. And you can really heal and you can really be stronger forever and you can help other people heal because of what you went through if you love your way through it. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Until next time, trust God's word no matter what. And keep your eyes on the horizon. <laughs> Thanks for listening to The Right Fight Podcast. Make sure to check out Kenny's book, The Right Fight, for more on how to live a loving life. It's available on their website, shieldsofstrength.com, Audible, and all digital platforms. If you have any questions for the podcast, you can email support at shieldsofstrength.com and put podcast as the subject. And make sure to follow Kenny on Instagram and TikTok at John Kennedy Vaughn. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode.